Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. No! Chris Ello. And I finished the entire speech, and I'll never forget Ted Leitner coming over to me going, man, you are going to be in big trouble. You didn't thank your wife at all for this party. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Getting right to it, San Diego. Welcome in to uh, Gwen and Chris on a Wednesday afternoon. America's finest city. I got to tell you something, Scraby, as we get underway today. This is the worst rainstorm I've ever seen in my life. I know, right? And I don't mean worst as in it's raining a lot. It's the worst storm in the fact that nothing's happening. This There's is no a rain. storm. Have you have you seen the wind out there? The hail earlier today? Hail? Yeah, it hailed at my house. My dog. What, did tried you get to hit by it? an ice cube today? No. I mean, are you on the disabled list already? No, but the dog ran outside and tried to eat the hail, and it hailed for a good fifteen minutes. We had get piles of, of hail. I haven't piles. seen any hail here. Yes, this there is, was. This is this. This is the weakest. Rainstorm in the history of rainstorms. I Leave mean, it up everybody. To Chris to be angry with the rainstorm. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, if you're going to tell me for the last three days, I mean, every weather person in San Diego breathlessly has been explaining to me that from Tuesday to Sunday, it is going to be a hurricane here in San Diego. I'd like to see at least one raindrop. Uh, I mean, the, give me a break. The wind I mean, there's is insane. perfectly clear skies out there. The wind is insane. There's, there's insane. 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 Man, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Thirty-five mile an hour we gusts. Got, we got to get you. We got to get you down to New Orleans or get you down to Tampa, uh, yeah, where they have for where us. they have hurricane force winds. What do you mean? This is this is insane winds. This for is us. nothing for us. This is absolutely nothing. We are such wimps in San Diego. It is time we just recognize that and understand that even the fear of the smallest drop of rain sends everybody scurrying for cover in this city. It's absolutely shameful. Shameful, I tell Man, you. Man, this is not where I expected us absolutely to start. Absolutely shameful. But here, Chris, now that we're talking about it, 34% chance to rain. 34? The rest oh of today. Oh, my goodness. Breathlessly, from Tuesday to Sunday, you're not going to be able to drive your car. Tomorrow, 70% chance of rain. Yeah, okay. Friday, 
58 percent. And then on Saturday, Chris, we got a 99 percent chance of rain on Saturday. 99 percent on Saturday. They said this was going to be this was going to be one of the worst storms we've ever seen. It was going to happen from Tuesday to Sunday. It was going to be nonstop. It was going to be non. It's Wednesday. Oh my gosh! It's going to be nonstop hail (laughs) and snow at 2,000 feet, and cars are going to be careening out of control on the freeways. It's going to be mass chaos in San Diego. And what have we had so far? A couple of light raindrops. No, for the we've last had power outages. We've and had... somebody, and somebody, and the wind, the strength of this. That's about it. That's all we've had. That's not true. You, you are not representing the weather very well. We've had absolutely nothing go on, and everybody's it's scared snowing to in death. Julian. Good. Good. I, let, weather, let the weather hammer this city for a little bit. Let's see if we can toughen up. Personally, take it. I thought a tree was going to hit the house last night because it was so windy. Oh, please. I'm, I'm being serious. Please. Please. I'm being serious. Because if anybody's anywhere where a tree has been blown over and knocked down and you feel, feel threatened uh, by the weather conditions, please send us a text or a tweet and let us know just how scary it is in your part Someone's going to send Diego us a picture County. with a, a tree through their living room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not for everybody's sake out there. I don't want anybody to have a tree in their living room, but uh, it, it just I just I get this way because every year around this time, people start freaking out and running through the streets screaming bloody murder because, you know, it might rain for a couple of days in San Diego. It just cracks me up, that's all. I mean, to, to, I, I get up, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for the worst. And then, you know, there's, there's like a little wind, and the weather dips under 65 degrees. Actually, and that's ask, a panic in town. I let mean, me it, ask come you this. We've got to get over that. Would you take Kylie for a walk in this wind? Easily. Oh, man, I don't think Kylie think would they're go gonna blow her away. She's a... She's attached to a leash. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm I don't not gonna think let go of the outside. leash. I don't think she would go outside. She would. She totally has gone outside. She went out for a walk already this morning. She'll go out for another one after the show. Please. I hope it's pouring after the show. I hope so too. Now, see, I mean, if you're gonna tell me that it's gonna be one of the one of the worst rainstorms we've ever seen, well, then bring it on. Let me see something. You see nothing here. I can already feel like today is going to be exhausting. I'll tell you one thing. The, the kids at Lincoln High and Uni, uh, University City High don't know what's in store for them tonight. I'm refing a oh, uh, semifinal basketball playoff game. I hope those kids behave themselves. Oh, man. Because I'm in a mood. I sound like I'm in a mood. <laughs> and we'll see what will happen at least in, you can recognize in the it. game tonight. It could be my final game I ever ref. Screaming. Whoa, why? Why ever? Well, you know, every year it's a new decision as to whether I want to ref the following season. Yeah. And uh, this is the semifinals. The finals are being played this weekend, but I will not be in town. Mm. So I'm not eligible to receive a finals game because I won't be here. So there's a very good chance this will be my final game of this season. And the next season, I will decide at that time as to whether or not I want to ref another year. Are you going to do like so a I darkness was thinking, retreat like Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I may have to. Do, I <laughs> or may an have ayahuasca to, trip? No, I'm just going to stand out in the San Diego weather for oh, four days gosh. and see see if I can come to grips with whether I want to referee <laughs> for another year. A decision I will make next season. But uh, I was thinking of that today, that you know, if this is indeed my final game ever refing high school basketball, Will I go out with a bang? I was going to say. You know, I, will I will I will I uh, create a stir, or will I just do my usual solid, quiet, slip out of the gym type of job? There might be a tear shed 
As you leave the gym? No, I'm not that way. I, I don't think there would be a tear shed as I leave the gym. I, you know, I I, I plan on coming back and refing another year. Okay. So, All right. Uh, I'm expecting that I will come back and ref another year, which is probably horrifying news to every high school basketball coach within the sound of my voice right now. Yes, coach. Oh no, he's coming back for another year. <laughs> Please, Chris, make this your last game tonight. Was it the Saint uh, the Saints coach? Uh, Mike hopped. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was he's very, my guy. He's very, my guy. Yes, very complimentary of my work. But he said that he scratched me, which means that you know he thought I was so poor he didn't want me to work one of his games. <laughs> but then of course I did get scheduled for one of his games, meaning I did not get scratched by him. So he was just kidding around. Uh, speaking of officials, my favorite basketball referee, our favorite basketball referee on this program, he's in Eric, the book, Eric Curry was working the game last night at Viejas Arena. Uh, wife and I went to the ball game last night. Of course, she uh, attended Colorado State. Uh, I attended San Diego State, so we had a little family battle going on. We got a couple of tickets. We went to the game last night. And lo and behold, about 20 minutes before the game, here come the officials out onto the floor. And there's my pal, Eric Curry. And I'm like, I told, I turned him over to my wife and I said, you know what? You guys got a chance to win this game. I didn't think you had a chance, but now you have a chance. And she goes, why is that? I go, that official down there is a little kook. You don't know what will happen with that guy. But it turned out Eric Curry was in the Aztecs' favor last night. And the Aztecs went on to a comfortable victory over Colorado State. But Eric Curry did not get away unscathed. He did not get away unscathed last night. A classic moment in officiating that I believe only Eric Curry could get involved in. Explain. Colorado State was bringing the ball up the floor late in the first half. They were in their own backcourt. Okay. And one of their players tried to pass the ball to Isaiah Stevens, who was running alongside of him. All right. As he passed the ball to Isaiah Stevens, a guard for Colorado State, Eric Curry ran by and knocked Isaiah Stevens flat down. Oh, wow. Eric Curry also went tumbling to the floor. (laughs) The ball rolled free. It was picked up by my man, A Rope, who's always in the right place at the right time. And he went down and put a layup up. I think he ended up getting fouled and hitting a couple of free throws. But the Colorado State coach, I must tell you, Nico Medved, went apoplectic. Really? Oh, yes. He went absolutely crazy banana. He could not believe that one of the game officials knocked down his player and caused a turnover, giving the ball back to San Diego State and basically giving the Aztecs a couple of points right before halftime. Yeah, I don't have a... It was hilarious. I see why he has a great. It was absolutely hilarious. I was laughing my bag off. The only thing (laughs) that I was upset is that I did not bring my phone in and if I had brought my phone in, I would have immediately texted Ziegler down there, courts, and because he was sitting right near where this happened, and he did put it in his story today. I knew he wouldn't miss that because he and I always have a little thing going about Eric Curry. But uh, Eric Curry continues to be my all-time most hilarious, fun Aztec official. Of course, last year he was officiating three close games that the Aztecs lost. I believe one was to BYU, one was to Boise State, and one was at Colorado State. That was last year. Yeah. And I, I was very uh, I was I was making a connection there mm-hmm. that every time the Aztecs lost a close game is because Eric Curry 
choked on his whistle or made a bad call. <laughs> okay. But last night, Eric Curry was very pro-Aztecs. Very pro-Aztecs. Oh, it's the home floor. Yes, he. maybe it's the home floor. Maybe you're right, Scraby. Maybe he's just nervous about making calls in favor of the road team. But, I mean, last night it went to, ex- it went to extraordinary heights when he knocked Isaiah Stevens flat down. And then Eric Curry took an, an amazing tumble himself. I can't believe you haven't seen this yet. I haven't. I looked Somewhere for it. it's got to make a sports center. What do they call those? The, uh, uh, not top 10. Not top 10. It's got to be on a blooper reel somewhere. Because when's the last time you saw an official just flat out knock a player down and then he himself tumble over to the floor? It was a classic moment, and the Aztecs took advantage. They went on to a comfortable victory last night, played really well, spread it out. They had five different guys in double figures. Uh, Mensa picked up a couple of early fouls, so Ladie came in, had a great game. A rope just continues to play, I think, almost perfect basketball. A Gwek, a rope. He is becoming my favorite guy on this year's team. I just absolutely love the fact that he does all the little things. When the ball rolled away... From Isaiah Stevens, because Eric Curry knocked him down, it was a rope who picked it up, went in for the layup, and got fouled. I mean, a rope keeps the ball alive. He taps it to teammates. He knocks the ball away. He comes up with loose balls. He sets screens. He guards Isaiah Stevens, and then the next time down, he guards the center. He can do so many things so well. He only plays 15 minutes a game because he's got injury concerns, but the 15 minutes he plays... Uh, he always contributes uh, to the positive for the Aztecs. Matt Bradley took over the game early in the second half. Darian Trammell finally hit a couple of jump shots, hit a three-pointer to open the scoring. It was a nice game for the Aztecs all over, overall, and they won it uh, easily, 77-58. to But I will forever be appreciative of my man Eric Curry <laughs> knocking Isaiah Stevens down. I, and this the reaction of their coach, because it happened right in front of their coach. And uh, Nico Medved, to his, to all of his credit, just could not believe. Now that I'm saying all this, I'll probably bump into a player tonight <laughs> and knock him down as, as an official. What, what is the call for that? Is it dead ball? No, there's nothing. There's nothing. The referee's part of the game. Just wow. like if, just like if a line drive hits an umpire in a it, major league baseball it's game. It's a live ball. I mean, it hurts the umpire, but the ball wherever it goes, it's live. Same in basketball. If you throw a pass that's going to go out of bounds, but the referee's standing on the sideline and it hits him and stays in bounds, it's in bounds. You don't huh. just call it out of bounds. So, you know, it's up to the referee to be out of the way. T- Twitter I mean, that's, is... You know, look, I, I, I mean, I've refed for 13 years now in high school basketball. I've never once knocked another player down. And I've never... Have you ever seen it? I have, I have not. I mean, how many basketball games have we watched? A Referees lot. do a good job of staying out of the way. I see Twitter uh, right now. When I Google or when I search Eric Curry's name, I see CSU fans putting in an extra box score item, which is assist from Eric Curry. Assist from Eric Curry. There you go. Either that or a screen or a whatever screen, you want to call yeah, it. A turnover a turnover. Or a steal. For, yeah, I mean, he certainly contributed to the Aztecs. And you're right. The people in Colorado are probably a little crazier about it today than I am, but uh, I, I just thought, you know what, here's Eric Curry, the guy always does something to frustrate me, annoy me, get me ticked off. Last night, he gave me entertainment. He gave you a gift. So I appreciate that yeah. from you, Mr. Curry. You're my favorite referee oh, he's out of the, in the Mountain West Conference. 
No, he's going to stay in the book. Okay. But for last night alone, he was pretty hilarious. Uh, we are going to uh, get you caught up on everything going on. Bob Melvin spoke, as always, today down in Peoria. We'll get some of the latest from him on Matt Carpenter, on Cole Hamels, on uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Nelson Cruz. We'll find out about all of that stuff. Ben and Woods are down in Peoria, and we'll play some of the sound that they got down there. Sam Levitt will report live from Peoria today as well on the program in about a half an hour. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, but Tony Gwynn Jr. is off today. He's actually in transit. I don't know how he can negotiate this horrifying oh, no. weather that we're under here hey. in Southern California, but I wish Tony a safe journey down to Peoria. It's freezing out in Arizona. I just Come gotta on. say. I was watching the Ben and Woods live stream earlier today, and they look like They're it. there at 6 in the morning. Of course it's going to no, be freezing but y- you, you know how cold it can get in Arizona. I know how cold it can get here at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm often out walking the dog. But this is absolutely crazy that people have overreacted to this rainstorm. I want to see, if you're going to tell me that there's going to be a rainstorm, I want to see something happen. I I hope that there's just one big rain cloud over your house. Over me? Yes. Just for the next five days, just raining on you. you. Do you remember the... Charlie Brown Peanuts character Pigpen. Yes, of course. Had the, had the cloud following him uh, yeah. wherever he went. Yes. All right. That's that's your that's your uh, hope for me. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, rate the radio call is coming up in the three o'clock hour today. I understand somebody we know will be part of the rate the radio call action later on in the program. So we'll look forward to that. Daily Gambit, Chris versus the fans, Big Five. It's all ahead if we can survive the weather. Uh, underway for a Wednesday when we come back. We will uh, get you uh, the latest uh, news from Peoria and uh, find out what's happening with the Padres. Also, good news for all of you soccer fans out there. Who says I don't talk about soccer? I will do that when we come back on Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Matt Scraby back with you here in the uh, surprisingly dry Odyssey Palace Studios. I know Perfectly Chris, nice weather out there. Chris is uh, not happy about how the storm never came to San Diego. but I didn't say never. It may eventually come, but it's been quite disappointing to this point. Well, I definitely think it's going to be here by tonight. If not, right. it's already here. It's thank, already here, Chris. Th- thank you there, uh, Weatherman. Weatherman. Yes. What, what, who was the weatherman on uh, Anchorman? You remember? Oh, is it Brick? No, he's a sports guy. I think Brick was a sports guy. I don't remember. I don't remember either, either yeah. but uh, I remember Whitney Southwick. Whitney Southwick. Yeah, from NBC7. Very good weather person here in San Diego for many years. For a long time. But, you know, uh, MLS, we were talking about that before the the break, and you teased that there's some news for San Diego and whether uh, or not the MLS are going to expand. Well, there was a media event today in New York, and the commissioner, Don Garber, said he wants to announce uh, the MLS's 30th team by year's end, and Las Vegas and San Diego are the front runners. Yeah, so, finalists. Yeah, finalists. Basically. But why is Las Vegas always in these things now? It's yeah, so annoying. Because it's the place to go. Everybody wants to be there in Las Vegas. Now that they've gotten past the fact that gambling can be an issue, uh, every, every uh, professional sports league wants a team in Las Vegas. They've seen the glitz and the glamour surrounding... The Raiders, even the hockey team there, the Golden Knights. And uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before the NBA and baseball are there. Soccer probably going to be there, too. Garber said Las Vegas is the, was the front runner, but he said that San Diego has emerged as a serious rival. Uh, and, and, in, and in large part because of what the Wave accomplished last yeah. year as an expansion team in the National Women's Soccer League. I see it all the time on social media and people that I talk to, Chris. Like, they they want soccer. Yes, they do. So if they're going to bring it here, it's worked out for the Wave. Hopefully it would work out for the MLS team as well. I well, think it for will. A show I think that it is, will. For a show that supposedly, supposedly does not, quote, support soccer... <laughs> Did anybody I don't know have, who told you this recently, but did anybody, it really stuck with you. Well, you you told me that. You said that I never talk about soccer when I gave some results yesterday of the Champions League. You said, boy, what are you talking about soccer? You hate soccer. <laughs> you do. But I don't hate soccer, and we've had uh, many of the Wave players and coaches and front office people on this show. Yeah. I think we promoted soccer and the Wave as well as anybody did uh, I would agree? I don't know that anybody else had more interviews with the Wave personnel than we did last year. It makes it easy when Alex Morgan, like one of the best players in the world, is, is right here in town. Came on the show a along couple with of times. Joe Ellis, who is one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah, they both they both came on the show. As did Casey Stoney, the coach. So I would be very look. I'm I'm in support of any major league sports team that we can get. We don't have any, yeah. right? We have the Padres. And I've often said the only other top-level team that we have, and I mean tip-top-level team that we have in this town, besides the Padres, is San Diego State basketball. Uh, football, God love football, and, and, and everything that Brady Hoke has done and Rocky Long did before that and all the 10-win seasons, the Aztecs in football still don't really get to play at the highest level. No. Alabama, Florida, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, that you know, Big 12, that's the highest level of college football. I know the Aztecs are Division 1. Every now and again they do get to play one of those teams. They never get to play one of those teams in a bowl game. Never. Look at their list of opponents in the last 12 years in bowl games. Army, it, it's it, it's it's a who's who of who's that. El, Texas El Paso. 
They not, never played Texas no, El Paso. Texas they El Paso. played Texas San Antonio a couple of years the ago. Roadrunners. Yeah, Buffalo, uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette one year. I mean, the, the Aztecs are competing to win a Mountain West Conference championship every year, and that's about as far as they can go in football. It, the basketball team at least – at least has a chance by winning the Mountain West Conference Championship and being in contention for it every year, which they are, of advancing in the NCAA tournament. I mean, after all, St. Peter's, a college in it's New true. York, yeah. made it all the way to the Elite Eight last year. I forgot all if, about them. If St. Peter's can make it, then the Aztecs conceivably could make it, which means that they at least participate at the highest level of NCAA basketball. But elsewhere in this city, you know, I we how many times we get people say, Well, you forgot to talk about the soccers, you forgot to talk about the gulls, you forgot to talk about the the uh, the loyal, you forgot to talk about the rugby team. Hey the Legion. Look, I, I support all of these teams and I have. I was the voice of Gulls hockey for fifteen years. All right. I, I, I understand all of these things. I, I was the voice of the soccers for a couple of years, many years ago. So I've supported these teams. They're not at the highest level of the sport that they are participating in. That's just a fact. No, you're right. And, and being in a city right now with one of the hottest uh, teams to talk about with the Padres around the league and around MLB Tonight's always talking about them, ESPN is talking about them, it just feels more important. And if an MLS team came here, then you have the, the Padres, then you have MLS, then you have NWSL with the Wave being at the highest level. And it might intrigue other teams to come to town, come back to San Diego. Well, at some point, I mean, one day, you know, to, from your mouth to God's ears, we'll get a, you know, 60,000 seat I didn't even want to say it. And a chance to bring a football team back here or, you know, a real, uh, real sports arena built that holds, you know, 19 to 22,000 people. Yeah. Brand spanking new. And everybody out there, not everybody out there listens to this show because I think most of you probably support that idea. But people around town would be, well, where are we going to come up with the money to do that? I don't know. Where does Buffalo come up with it? No where does, joke. Where does Raleigh, North Carolina come up with where it? Does where Atlanta? does Atlanta? Where does Atlanta? Where does every other city in this country come up with the money for a beautiful new football stadium, baseball stadium, and hockey and basketball arena? Where does every other city come up with it? Why are we the only city that can't come up with it? Because we got to fill potholes, Chris. Got to fill the potholes, and we have potholes. Okay, don't I? I can't Every get... time I go over a pothole, I get angry. Well, your car is a little bit nicer than my car. Every time my car goes over a pothole, it feels like it's shakes gonna fall up apart. the whole world. It's going to yeah. fall apart. Shakes up the whole um, world. But anyway, get... that's the bottom line. Yes. yes, MLS. They're thinking about coming here. They've got Vegas. They've got San Diego. Top two cities on the list. We could certainly use that decision to go our way. MLS says they will decide, hopefully make an announcement by the end of this calendar year. Well, until then, the Padres are still the top team in town, and I've been appreciating these Bob Melvin press conferences. It's so much nicer coming into this thing that we get to hear some fresh Bob Melvin cuts. Every day. But he's, he's good for he some is. action. And he, he talked to Ben and Woods this morning, but he also did his regular media scrum. And Cole Hamels is someone we haven't really talked about being a part of the team we haven't really talked about where he's going to fit in so media asked uh, bob melvin what his expectations were for cole hamels this spring we're going to take it day to day with him he, you, you're not going to see him in a spring training game um I, he's not to that point uh he's probably a little bit a little bit later on in the season but it's nice to be able to pick up depth like that knowing that you know later on middle of the season a couple months in whatever it might be 
that you have somebody like him potentially to draw from just adds to the depth and certainly he's had a nice career and he's pretty motivated to get back and, and pitch in the big leagues again. Here's the one thing I'm worried about with this, Chris, is that they're going to spend a lot of time with Cole Hamels, and it's going to turn into that Jake Arrieta situation that the Padres had from a few years I'm ago. I'm pretty sure Cole Hamels, if indeed he is needed to pitch, going to pitch a little better than Jake Arrieta. Let's hope. And, and yeah, and and maybe part of us hopes that we don't get down to that situation, but I, I would have faith in Cole Hamels going out there and pitching a ball game for me in June or something like that. I find it interesting that Bob Melvin says you're not even going to see him in spring training. Uh, yeah. I mean, he hasn't pitched in, for a couple of years, I yeah, think. So I guess it's going to take him that long to get ramped up to where he feels like he can pitch in a game. But um, it, it's good to have that as insurance. You don't want the season to depend necessarily on Cole Hamels. But if Cole Hamels, if he does come in and make an appearance in May or June or July moving forward, and it's somehow Cole Hamels discovers the fountain of youth and pitches a little bit like he's capable... I mean, you could get to the postseason if Cole Hamels is pitching like Cole Hamels oh, and yeah, say, hey, I could card. stick him in a game because he's a former you know, National League Championship Series MVP. He has that on his resume. So does Michael Walker. He's pitched in some big games. Of course he has, and he's had success in those big games. So uh, I agree with Bob Melvin. It's good to have a Cole Hamels available. I'm a little surprised that we won't see him before the season. Isn't this the all. time for him to get ready? I thought up? that's what we would see him now to see if he's got anything left in spring training. Well, they want to keep I'm it. Mistaken. They want to keep it secret so that secret. they can just throw him in there and then he's, secret. Maybe he found like an extra ten miles an I hour see. on his fastball. You don't think you don't think any other city in Major League Baseball saw the news that Cole Hamill signed a minor league deal with the Padres? Uh, no. No, I don't okay. think they did that. All right, well, then keep it quiet. Okay. One last thing. One person that's going to have to prove themselves as well, Nelson Cruz. We haven't really seen him much in the spring training so far. Bob Melvin was asked about his first impressions of Nelson Cruz. I, I, first time he got here, I said, walked up to him. I go, I bet you have more homers against me than any other manager in your career. And he looked at me and he goes, I think it's Socha, but you might be second. And he was right. He's got 50 off of Socha. He's got 31 off of me. So... Look, he's done a lot of damage to the teams that I've been on in the past, and I'm just happy as heck to have him on our side, and I know he's happy about being there. He's got a kind of busy, kind of busy offseason. Yeah. Preparing for WBC and GM. Like, what do you kind of make So all of these clips are at 97.3 The Fan SD. We're going to talk to Sam Levitt here in about 10 minutes or less than that at this point, and Sam can fill us in on all of that. But I was thinking a lot about the Luke Voigt situation, Chris, yeah. on the drive home last night. Like they, Luke Voigt was signed to the Brewers for a minor league contract, but the Padres, they just have so many DHs and so many guys that could fill in that role that they just didn't even need to look in that direction. Because no, they've they already didn't. brought them in. Yeah, they've got their guys that they're going to go with this year. I mean, it's going to be Cruz. It's going to be Magadan. They they, they signed David Dahl to a minor league contract. This is a guy that did some things for the Rockies several years ago. You know, perhaps has something left. You know, you never know who's going to rise up. I mean, if you would have asked the New York Yankees last year if they were going to get anything at all out of Matt Carpenter, they wouldn't have said they expected anything. Yeah. They ended up getting 15 home runs in 47 games. From Matt Carpenter, so that'll work. You never know who's gonna who's gonna be the guy that answers the bell, and you get as many of them you can. You bring them in, and uh, you know you see. But um, yeah, Nelson Cruz is a proven slugger, but he's got to prove it again, right? Because he, he, you know, he was down a little bit last year, uh, had the eye procedure done, says that's cleared things up for him. If Nelson Cruz is anything close to the real Nelson Cruz, the Padres already loaded are even more loaded.
They absolutely are. I can't wait for this season to get here. I mean, I know it's over a month away, Chris. We're, we're, we're just a month away from our trip to spring training. We're less than 48 hours away from the spring training opener, though. Whew. It's coming up. All right. Also, coming up on the show, Sammy Levitt from Arizona is going to join us next to talk about all the things he saw at Padre Spring Training today. So that's when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Well, on the uh, San Diego Padres uh, webpage on ESPN.com right now, on the side of the webpage, Scraby, mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. the Cactus League standings there. Ooh, just waiting. Just waiting. Everybody's zero and zero. But, I mean, that's how close we are. Everybody's got a shot. Everybody, everybody's got a shot to win the Cactus League this year. <laughs> it's going to be a wide-open race. It will. To win the Cactus League. Remember when the Padres, didn't they come in first a couple years ago where they were, like, pacing first? I have no idea. And I was, well, I was excited. Everybody was excited. You were excited? I think they missed the playoffs that year. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't mean anything. But uh, starting on Friday, we will have Padres baseball right here on 97.3 The Fan, at least the opener will be uh, broadcast here for you to enjoy with Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. From Peoria, it's at noon on Friday. Tune in to hear some baseball. Padres taking on the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Tony, uh, by the way, is on the way to Peoria. He will rejoin the show tomorrow. Uh, we'll make do without him today. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby from the uh, sunny uh Odyssey Palo Studios okay, here. Can we San- stop that? All right, it's not really sunny. It's actually starting to get overcast. Thank so you. Maybe some bad okay. weather's on the Thank way. Thank you. I can only hope. You know who got bad weather this morning? Sam Levitt. Sam Levitt Did had some bad weather. Twitter? Let's find out. Let's find out what happened. Uh, Sammy is down there in Peoria. He joins us on the uh, premiere Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Sam Levitt, how are you in Peoria, sir? Are you staying safe? I am doing very well. I am talking to you from my wonderful hotel room. It was a very chilly, windy morning at the complex in Peoria. I'm about uh, a mile away here, so uh, the sun is uh, the sun is poked out. It's uh, looking a lot better. But I, I didn't realize there were any uh, five star hotels within a mile of the ballpark. <laughs> I know. I know. What you are you only talking sta- about? The Howard Johnson next door? I, I know that Sammy only stays in the finest establishments. I didn't As realize that. As he should, yes. I didn't you, know there was should, anything that you close. Should see, you should see the breakfast spread. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it, believe me. It's, it's, uh, it's all been good. It's, and, it's uh, quite no, special. It was, I, I, will, I will say, though, uh, this morning to me, uh, or today really as a whole, was uh, the most unfriendly weather we've had. Uh, the temperature in the morning wasn't as low as it's been, but... Boy, the wind was just brutal today, and uh, wind chill uh, factor. I don't know what the wind chill factor was, but it was the first day of spring training where I legitimately was like ready to go inside and said, "Okay, I've I've had enough. I don't need to see uh, the last bit of live batting practice here. I want to go inside." Well, one thing that you're coming (laughs) to realize, Sam, is that uh, spring training actually starts in the winter. 
because we don't really yeah, get to spring true. until uh, we're a month away from actual dawning of spring. So we've got to we've got to tough it out. Uh, let's t- <laughs> and that's what we're all doing. <laughs> okay, that's what we're all doing. All right, enough on the weather. Let's get to the Padres. Uh, you know, Sam. I mean, for the last three or four or five days, it's been nothing but Manny Machado and how he's, you know, taking away the focus of this team and he's causing a distraction. Uh, I'm not saying anybody's reporting that. I'm saying that people are freaking out about that on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, how much is Manny Machado's stance to opt out of his contract? How much is that weighing over this uh, spring training? Uh, 2023 or is it having no effect really at all i truly think it's a much bigger deal to us than it is to that clubhouse and it's something i asked manny about last week i want to say it was on friday i I asked him more of a general question and this was the second time really he had a uh, a media availability if you will where, where uh, everybody was gathered at his locker but i asked him about the outside noise and how this team will deal with that outside noise and i suppose part of that outside noise is is going to be potentially uh these contract discussions and the rumors that uh, may go on here over the next uh, few weeks or, or next few months and he he basically you know had an answer about that they dealt with it last year and he said you know that to us uh, in the media it's it's you know th- that outside noise those distractions you know are are a, are a bigger deal than it is to them and and honestly that's the sense i get um you know look is it going to be a storyline at times potentially but i think to the pull in that clubhouse you know the the one thing i've really taken away from from spring training so far is that there is no secret as to what the expectations are for this team, what the hopes are for this team, and the legitimate chance this team has not just to win a division, but to go and win a World Series. And, and um, I, you know, look, I, I think it has the potential to be a storyline on the outside. Um, Manny, I'm sure, will get asked about it in different cities, and uh, he may face questions about it uh, in San Diego throughout the year, depending on what gets said and what happens. But the, the sense I get, quite honestly is that I, I I don't think it's it's much of a distraction in reality inside that clubhouse. And, you know, Manny's obviously a great player who should have a great year. And uh, I, I just think it's, it's probably something we're talking about more than they're actually focusing on in that clubhouse. That, that's really my sense. Talking to Sam Levitt on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Sam is out in Arizona, and uh, he braved the weather, Chris, so we don't need to cover that one more time. I know we've already covered that. Um, but, Sam, I was just wondering, because if you go to your Twitter, at Sammy Lev, you have put up a ton of different videos and pictures and all of the different things that are going around spring training. But I know that a lot of people are very focused on Fernando Tatis Jr., what he looks like. And from the videos that you've put up, he looks like he's ready to go and he's going 100%. Is that is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, look, he looks great. There's no other way to put it. Bob Melvin said it again today, and he said that a few times already in the past week since I've been here about how good 
Fernando Tatis Jr. looks. Now, he's not going to play on Friday. Sounds like he will play in a spring uh, spring training game at some point in this first week. Um, He looks great. I mean, he's taking live batting practice. He's doing everything um, from live batting practice to defensive drills to hitting on the field to, you know, hitting off velocity machines. I mean, he's involved in everything. There, There appear to be no limitations on what Fernando can do. Uh, with that said, it does seem, and this was especially evident today, like the Padres are still going to be a little careful with him as far as getting him into these spring training games. Uh, they want to make sure that he's ready for all the different scenarios you will face in a game. Bob Melvin talked today about, you know, sliding feet first, about, um, you know, when he has to dive back into first base on a pickoff throw. Uh, these are all things they want Fernando to be comfortable with and to understand how it feels. Now, um, there's been, you know, a lot of reporting on his shoulder feels really, really good. The wrist is a little bit behind, but at least what you're seeing on the field day in, day out, he looks, he looks very, very good. And I've, I've spent, uh, a lot of time watching him chase down fly balls in the outfield. Um, you know, you're, you kind of marvel at his speed and, and what he could do out there with his speed and his arm, but, when you watch him, you would have no idea that this is a player that, number one, has gone through two surgeries since the last time uh, he played in a in a major league game. And number two, it's a player that has not played in a major league game since, uh, you know, uh, the, the end of the 2021 season. So just, just for the eye test, what you watch every day with him, he looks, he looks great. Sammy, uh, Juan Soto. He's supposed to be great, and the fact of the matter is, when the Padres got him from Washington last year, he wasn't great. He was good. He wasn't great. He wasn't what everybody said Juan Soto was going to be. Uh, those of us who really didn't see him on a daily basis in Washington, and I think that's most of us, uh, ex- probably expected a lot more. Uh, we didn't see it. What's Juan Soto saying? What is the thought? What is Juan Soto making us feel as to why this year is going to be the Juan Soto of old. Yeah, you know what? I I actually um you know I I I listened to an interview uh, he did uh, yesterday here on our station and um he he was talking a little bit about you know what what he's done in years past and you know guys I I think you you have to go look at what he's done what he did before 2022 um, last season as far as average. Um, you know, was really an anomaly. I mean, this is a player that is constantly hit for a high average, constantly had a, an unbelievable on-base percentage, as we know, hits for power. I mean, he is, you know, going into last season, he was arguably the best hitter in the game. Um, so I I think, you know, you look at it, you, you hear some of the things he's had to say. You know, I think last year, number one, you know, he, he didn't have a great first half with Washington uh, by some of the traditional numbers, and then he gets traded, and you know we see that a lot with players that get traded. Um, you know that there is an adjustment period, and now he's had that that chance to adjust. He's you know in a in in a spring training here with the Padres, his first year. Um, he's not getting traded this season. I'm sure there's a comfort factor with uh, his teammates and in, in knowing all these guys now and going through what they went through uh, late in the season and, and into the postseason last year. So, look, I think with Juan Soto, the the proof is is in the pudding. 
you know, with what he's done as a young player and the incredible amount of offensive success he's had. Um, you know, it's interesting. He's going to play left field. He played right, obviously, last year, but he's more comfortable in left. And, um, you know, we, we've heard it's his preference to, to play in one spot rather than bounce around. Um, and it seems like the Padres are, are going to do that for him, which I agree with. Um, because you want you want him to be comfortable, and you need that best offensive version of him. Um, but but I think the sense I get from him and from around camp is you know th- this guy is a tremendous tremendous hitter. We kept using that word generational when he got traded to San Diego. Uh, were the numbers down last year? Yes. Did he have moments last year when he came to San Diego? Yes. Um, but but I would I would be pretty surprised if if in now this very stable situation. No trade rumors, no contract rumors. I'd be very surprised if if we don't see um, something close to the Juan Soto that um, you know was was there in eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one with Washington. Talking to Sam Levitt on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. He's out at Padre Spring Training. We just actually played a clip from Bob Melvin talking about Nelson Cruz and Cole Hamels, and he said Cole Hamels is probably not going to even, or he's not going to be doing anything in spring. What uh, what do you think, what are the expectations for some of these older guys on the team, and how much do you think we're actually going to see them contribute this year? The guys like Cole Hamels, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenters. Yeah, well, I, I think you have to put, you know, Carpenter and Cruz in a very different category than, than yeah. Cole Hamels. Number one, for the, for the fact that Cruz and Carpenter are, are obviously on major league contracts, and Hamels was signed to a minor a minor league deal just a handful of days ago. So let's start with Cruz and Carpenter. Look, I think Matt Carpenter is going to play, you know, a lot of games. I mean, he, I think he's going to play mostly every day. Um, you know, uh, Bob Melvin talked today about at least in spring training, playing him in the infield, playing him at DH. Um, you know, we may see Matt Carpenter in right field before Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, and you could see him out there, I suppose, at different points in the year. Um, you know, but but Matt Carpenter is going to be pretty close to an everyday player. Nelson Cruz is, is going to get a lot of at-bats as well, probably primarily as a DH. Cruz has taken reps at first base, and I know it's something that Bob Melvin has alluded to. Uh, you know, uh, he, he's done everything they've asked him to do and then some with taking reps uh, on the infield. So um, those two players, uh, you know, are, are going to be very important to this team, both on the field and inside the clubhouse because they're veterans and they've been there, done that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very, um, you know, established veteran players. So uh, with Cruz and Carpenter, I mean, you know, they, they both could be very, very important parts of this team with Cole Hamill's, Guys, I think it's a very different situation, and I, I think we, we really found that out with what Bob Melvin had to say about him. And I know you played the clip uh, before uh, before I came on about how you probably won't see Cole Hamels in spring training games. And, guys, you have to remember, he made one start in 2020 with Atlanta. That was it. He made 27 mm-hmm. starts uh, with Chicago in 2019. But since So, essentially, since 2019, he's had one start in the major leagues. Um, you know, I think it's a situation where they are going to take their time with uh, Cole Hamels in, in, you know, building him back up um, and kind of seeing what they have in him. And I, I think probably it's a situation where, 
Um, you know, maybe he's in extended spring training. I have to, I have to ask a little bit more to find out, to be honest with you, but I'm just, I'm just thinking yeah. out loud here. Maybe an extended spring training, you know, maybe somewhere in the minor leagues and maybe becomes an option later in the season if you needed pitching depth if you needed a spot start if you needed somebody up here that Cole Hamels could be one of those guys you could choose from and and provides additional depth but uh, I think we we kind of found out the the realistic expectations in the immediate for Cole Hamels based on that clip that you played from Bob Melvin that we we likely won't see him in a spring training game I think it's going to be a a pretty slow uh, process uh, with Cole Hamels and, and seeing what they have. Real quick, uh, we have less than a minute. Does yeah. Adam Engel or David Dahl or both or neither make this team in your estimation, that's good, Sam? That's a good question, Chris. I think there's a chance for both. Um, you know, I don't know if both make the team, but but I, I think uh, you know Engel's dealing with a little bit of a, an injury right now. Uh, but I think there's you know a pretty good chance that one of them makes it, especially to start right with with Tatis not being there, yeah. and uh, you have essentially what's going to be an extra outfield spot. Uh, available, so uh, it's it's something to keep an eye on for sure. And uh, yeah, I I think there's a there's a pretty good shot that that at least one of them uh, makes the team. You know, at least uh, until Tatis uh, until Tatis returns. And wherever he goes, the champagne flows. <laughs> that's right, Sammy Lev. We heard yes, it here first. That's right. The uh, yes, we're going for the uh, Cactus League Championship, the crown. That's right. Get that first champion. You can't win them all if you don't win the first one. Sam. And there better be a champagne party if they win that Cactus League. That's right. All right, Sam. Thanks for your. It's going to be a champagne. Champagne party of one, me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all right. Hey, Sam, thanks for your time. As always, great catching up to you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again. All right, guys. Thanks so much. There he is, the uh, host of the pre- and post-game show on Padre Baseball here on 97.3 The Fan, Sam Levitt, down in Peoria with the latest, the very latest on your Padres. we got to take a break. Come back. Daily Gambit when we return. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 